Welcome back to Hindu Insights. I'm Ankur Patel from Los Angeles with Hindu University of America. And we're going to dig a little deeper into the conversation around the Hindu diaspora with our guest, Dr. Indrani Ramprasad. So now I understand, Indraniji, that the Ramtrit Manas are kind of at the center of Hindu diaspora life, especially in Trinidad and Tobago and maybe the Caribbean. So how has it been transmitted throughout the generations? Thank you for that beautiful question, Ankurji. Um, this text, when it, when it came with the indentured Indians, the workers, it was embodied, it was a text embodied, meaning that they knew the text by heart. They could recite it and they could expound on the deep philosophy in the text. Then eventually they brought the books, they were able to bring over the books. But that was the text. Remember, most of our people came from, from North India some from South India, Tamil Nadu, and other parts of uh, South India. You, you might be happy to know that my DNA says uh, that I'm half North Indian and half South Indian. So, so I, I'm kind of more fully Indian than most people. So, so the, the culture is, but the culture is predominantly North Indian culture. It was the folk culture. So it was the Ramtrait Manas. Now in, in take in, in, Fiji, for example, it is a vibrant culture with a lot of, um, they have, they have uh, little groups. Every village has a Ramayana group where they sing the Ramayana. You know, when we say Ramayana, we mean Ramtrit Manas in the diaspora. Whereas in India, if you say Ramayana, you're kind of referring to, to Valmiki's Sanskrit text. So these, these folks in, in Fiji, they would have competitions and so on that um, kept that and continues to keep the tradition alive. And they have vibrant music. The folk styles of music, song and dance really kept them alive. Plus the tradition of what we call the Yajja tradition. I, the Yajja tradition in the Caribbean, for example, is one where the Vyas sits on the Singhasan, reads from the text, he reads a katha from the text, and then he delivers his commentary to the audience. It's very popular. It, it used to run for 30 days. Long ago, the community would get together and they would all host it. No, nobody had to put out a lot of money for that. And the, the, the teachings, you know, reached the whole village. Nowadays, you have more like families and um, uh, big patrons. Uh, sort of conducting the, those yajjas. The Ramlila, the performing arts, was another powerful way that uh, these people kept the culture alive. But as we get more urban, as, as uh, from, the, from our rural roots, as we become more urban, we lose a lot of that rich folk culture. And the same thing you see in India, where uh, a lot of Indians that, are, that I have met who are from um, the cities, um, most of them coming from the cities, they don't have the same experience. We don't see the same manifestation of a Hindu identity as we in the diaspora have. We kind of hold on to it a lot more because we are a smaller group in a mixed community. Whereas if you are in, in, in India, you, you know, the whole place is, is more or less Hindu. So you, you didn't have to fight for your identity and assert your identity as we do in the Caribbean. 
So that's a, a major difference that I find with the Indians of India and um, more the elite ones, eh? but you, you amongst the villagers. And so we share common values and, and that universal view of the world is shared across the Hindu world. It is phenomenal that, that almost everybody, the most, the most unlearned, when I say unlearned, I mean in terms of schooling, a Hindu could tell you, you know, the whole world is one family. You know, we believe in, in this way of approaching God and the other believes. So they are also, you know, they, they are valid. They, they don't, there's no fighting in, in the Hindu world in that way. And, and we who are living in mixed communities, and even in India, there is the Hindu phobia that, um, in fact, quite recently in Guyana, uh, it was only this weekend that a person was being cremated and the, uh, a, a, an official from the Ministry of Health stopped the cremation because he was peeved that he had to wait a few minutes uh, to allow permission for the cremation and exercise his power over the mourners who had to stand there and wait until he decided it was okay. And, and this, this kind of, um, of hate for the Hindu, a, a hate, a kind of disregard, a kind of you don't count. We have experienced that. We have experienced that in the Caribbean. And I guess, like I told you, Fiji, it's, it's like because we have been peaceful people, Usually the world, <coughs> excuse me, the world recognizes people who have power and force. Look at Tibet, you know, China could, could run out Tibet and the world is quiet. And, and Tibet would not, could not resist a very peaceful community. So when you're a peaceful community, we have that kind of, um, of, of experience where people look at you and think you don't count. So that Hindu phobia is very much alive. And I think it's, um, it's, it's kind of changing because in the Caribbean, we have a religious education um, examination, which now allows us to learn about each other. It's a beautiful syllabus. And I think it all has to go back to education. If we can be educated about each other, you know, we are more likely to respect each other. Yeah, education. And that's what we're at Hindu University of America while we're bringing this a conversation forward and you know one of the things that comes up often is that search for hindu identity or just anybody identity right that's across uh hindus in india or hindus in the diaspora or even christians or muslims or people are searching for their identity and the way that you articulated it was, was very helpful but now one part of that identity right um, is the language it's an important part so now how have you managed with the loss of language, you know, the loss of Sanskrit, Sanskritum. It's, it's felt throughout our civilization and we are kind of on a civilizational mission to uh, share deep uh, knowledge of our itihasas, of the scriptures in Sanskrit, learn the language. And I think that's a whole um, project endeavor that is going on. But from your perspective, how has the loss of Sanskrit uh, been felt or how do you manage with the, the different language uh, challenges in the diaspora? Well, we, we've been lucky, uh, our ancestors fought for schools. So you have like the Hindu Mahasabha has over 50 something primary schools. 
uh, we are only 1.2 million. We are pretty small. So you got like uh, over 50 something primary schools and uh, the Ari Samaj, the Ari Pujisaba has like nine primary schools um, and we have some high schools. So in those schools, every single day, Sanskrit prathna is recited. Sanskrit is heard every single day in these schools. We may not understand it and we have to get the meaning like, you know, like, like a paragraph, the, uh, we, we don't know what the words mean. So that, that has been, and you know, the United Nations has, has said, um, it's, it's the right of a child to your ancestral language and nobody's bothering about that. That's a human right for the child. And, and we have to, um, to resurrect that, it's very difficult. You have to do it when, they, when the kids are young. It's very difficult. Um, I mean, I, I started learning Sanskrit some time back now. I kind of restarted again, but it's always better when you're young. So how are we managing? We have lost the language of the Ramtrit Manas, for example. Um, we just recite, the pundits recite, and they know, they know more than we do. Um, and we are at that stage of, of tremendous loss. And I think the culture the civilizational values are coded in the language. And when we lose the language, we are losing big chunks of our civilization. And, and that's a tragedy. I, I, I really don't know. Um, Fiji is pretty good because of their large numbers and their, and their um, homogeneous uh, society. They live closer together, but that cannot be the answer. We have to, in this world, learn how to live amongst each other. We are different. We have to learn mutual respect. And we have to learn that equity to, to share with each other. And I love New York for that. You know, as a teacher in New York, you, you could get access to so many languages. It, it is as much as they could do, but at least they're trying. So, so that's, that's a tragedy. The Indian High Commission also teaches um, Hindi and Sanskrit. But again, if that is not in your daily school curriculum, it's going to be an extra effort you have to put out. Yeah, that there's so much effort that we have to put out so that we can recover, so that we can learn and share. And part of your work is offering a course, right? So if quickly, you can just let us know that you're about the course that you're going to be teaching um, in the summer, right? on the Ramcharit Manas, uh, if you want to just talk about that briefly before we have to uh, end our program. Sure. Uh, we, had, we had kind of looked at the Ramcharit Manas, you know, as being that central text for millions around the world. It's the, the you know, the guide for living. And it has given us great examples for how the ancestors protected that, um, that uh, culture, when they faced invasions, the Islamic invasions and the destruction of their books and, and temples and so on, how did these people survive? And how they managed, um, and the beautiful thing with the Ramchit Manas, as you know, we have different um, philosophical systems. The yeah. worldview, we have several, and that we have a, that Dharma ecosystem where we can share in the ecosystem and respect each other. 
Yeah. And, um, the Ramchand man does that wonderfully. It brings Nirgun and Sagun together. You know, it brings Rama worship and Shiva worship and Shakti worship together. But, Great. But, but, and, yeah. and we're going to get more into this in our webinar. Please join us uh, on Sunday for the webinar on Ramchand Manas. Uh, I'm Ankur Patel with Hindu University of America. Our guest today was Dr. Indrani Ramprasad. Got so much more to share about the Hindu diaspora and so many more stories. So please do uh, find us online hua.edu uh, social media our handles are study at hua and again this is hindu insights thank you for joining us and listening in